As a society, we have decided that species at risk of extinction have a right to recover. But getting there takes sacrifice. For some, the ultimate sacrifice. Today, we'll meet a mule deer in Mexico, a bison herd in Montana, and a wolf pack in Washington, each of which must be killed to secure a future for its species. Can their sacrifice be justified? To get at that answer, we'll meet three conservationists and explore the science behind their difficult decisions. Let's start simple, with something you've probably encountered, a deer hunt. I'm stepping through creosote bushes with Billy Pat McKinney. He's the image of a Texan rancher, hat crimped and belt buckle sparkling. He works both sides of the Rio Grande, managing a binational conservation project for CMEX Cement. His goal? To restore as much native wildlife to this abused desert as he can. He's starting with mule deer. To enhance deer populations, McKinney sets out large, steel rainwater collectors called guzzlers. But guzzlers require one thing McKinney doesn't have, money. So he called the Mule Deer Foundation. Here's McKinney. Knowing they were a hunting organization, I said, I'm going to donate one deer hunt to you in Mexico. You're going to auction it, and what can you do with that? That deer brought in $34,500, enough to build three guzzlers. Was it worth it? We gave up one deer, a renewable resource. Now that deer would tell you right now it wasn't worth it. But the water that's gonna be supplied here, there's gonna be many, many more mule deer come from that. McKinney is getting at an ecological concept known as carrying capacity. It's the ability of a piece of land to sustain a given population of animals. If you increase capacity, say by adding water in the desert, the population will expand to meet it. That's the basic justification behind sacrificing one individual to provide habitat for many. But what if instead of one individual, you had to sacrifice all of them? Let's travel north to the tall grass prairie of Montana. I'm standing on the Flying D Ranch, flagship property of billionaire conservationist Ted Turner. It's cloudy, raining. I'm surrounded by 4,000 American bison. This ranch covers 113,000 acres of Greater Yellowstone, vastly increasing available bison habitat. The most innovative feature of this ranch lies behind the scenes, in ledger books and black ink. It turns a profit. According to Todd Wilkinson, Turner's biographer, profit matters for conservation. Unless the public is going to subsidize it, you got to figure out a way that it's going to pay for itself. The ranch's secret ingredient is bison burgers. Wilkinson explains that the Flying D is the first attempt to fully vertically integrate the flow of a native animal from its original habitat to the human plate. Those 4,000 bison are destined for the slaughterhouse. Can that really be a success for bison? To answer that, we need to define success. To you, success may be living to old age or finding a lucrative career, but in terms of evolution, Success means one thing, passing on your DNA to the next generation. Once bison have reproduced, as they're allowed to do naturally here on the Flying D, they may as well become dinner and finance a habitat for their offspring. So far, we've come to terms with hunted deer and slaughtered bison. It's not a huge leap to justify their deaths. After all, 
Both are traditional game animals. But this next story might test your limit. Come with me to the North Cascades of Washington State. It's dark. The air is thick with the scent of ponderosa pines and the song of tree crickets. I'm sitting with Jay Keeney, a passionate champion of the gray wolf. Wolves were exterminated from Washington in the early 20th century. Now, they're beginning to return, dispersing from packs in Oregon, Idaho, and British Columbia. As the wolf recovery specialist for Conservation Northwest, it's Keeney's job to help them. And that's no easy task. You better have a strong disposition if you want to get into environmental work. There's a lot of people that will hate you for it. Keeney has been targeted by angry newspaper articles and insulted in the grocery store. He estimates that 85% of people in this ranching community oppose wolf recovery. Wolf advisory hearings routinely dissolve into shouting matches. Keeney knows that wolf recovery depends on turning this hatred into tolerance. That's why he supports Lethal Take, a controversial protocol that enables wolf packs to be killed if they depredate cattle. Right now as we speak, there's a pack called Profanity Pack that has killed six cows that we know of and at least five probable. The limit that was set by this wolf advisory group is four depredated cows by wolves and you can start killing the pack. The week after I spoke with Keeney, seven members of the 11 wolf pack were shot by the Department of Fish and Wildlife, drawing protesters and even death threats. Though he lamented the loss of the pack, Keeney supported the killings and he wishes the public would too. People don't understand that that's what has to happen for wolf recovery to occur. Why is lethal take so important? The answer lies in the fact that wolves are cultural animals. They learn behaviors from their packmates and pass them down from one generation to the next. If a pack with a cow-killing habit is removed, young wolves from neighboring territories quickly fill in, and odds are the new pack will prefer deer or elk to cattle. Keeney hopes that by managing wolf culture, he can influence human culture. Maybe, if fewer alpha females pass down a taste for cattle to their pups, fewer ranchers will bequeath a hatred of wolves to their children. That's why Keeney is willing to sacrifice Profanity Pack to open Washington's habitat for generations of wolves to come. From the creosote desert of Texas, to the tall grass prairie of Montana, to the pine forests of Washington, conservationists are doing what they must to restore imperiled species. Here's Keeney. Is it right? I don't know. We don't go there. We don't judge the right or wrong of this. It just has to happen. The end goal is wolf recovery. Science supports the paradox that sometimes, to benefit the species, we must sacrifice individuals. Because what's the alternative? If habitat disappears, death is still there in the form of thirst or starvation rather than a bullet. To do nothing and allow habitat destruction is a form of violence, too. It is a violence in which we all participate when we drink river water, eat beef raised on a prairie, or use logs from clear-cut wolf territory. Judge the lethal tactics of McKinney, Turner, and Keeney for yourself. But before you do, Take a look in the mirror and ask, how do your actions contribute to extinction? Nobody says it better than McKinney himself. If you think my way is sinful, so be it. I'll see some of you in hell. I see a few of you. Just gonna it. <laughs> yeah.
for National Public Lands Radio, I'm Nina Finley.